Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of um, the Firms Consulting Podcast Series. Um, today, we're going to step out a little bit from the um, Empire International Corporate Strategy and Transformation Study. I'm going to talk about a, little, a little bit about building client relationships. Now, for the last year or so, Firms Consulting internally has been restructured quite significantly. We've never promoted it, but the structure is quite significantly different. My role is a little bit like a chairman. I, well, actually, I am the chairman of Firms Consulting. But the way it's structured is that I manage all content program development and I manage all clients. So I am the chairman, but that doesn't mean I actually am even more involved um, in the detail than, than I was before. And the reason I have the role of chairman is I don't want to get involved in all the administrative operating stuff that's not related to clients and content. For me, that's the heart and soul of firms consulting. And over time, I was getting pulled away dealing with bigger initiatives and so on that was, you know, honestly sucking away my life. So I deal with clients and I deal with the content side of things. That's all I do, right? But of course, we've brought in other partners. You know, Chris, another partner who we don't really talk about because she's busy doing some other stuff is Amy, right? I want to talk to you about how we have discussions about how to build relationships with clients, because I think it's important to understand the psychology and philosophy, right? Here's an example of a recent opportunity we had to work with a fairly substantial Chinese government entity. And a lot of consulting firms are bidding for this. I'm not going to lie and say we were the only people there and we got in somehow where no one else could. You know, I apologize for that noise. I dropped my pen. But anyway... So a lot of companies were in there. And the client told us very specifically, they liked us and they said, look, if you lower your fees, we'll give you the work. Now, you've been in that situation. If you're listening to this podcast, you've been in the situation where you're working at some consulting firm, whether it's Deloitte, Accenture, it could be any firm, right? McKinsey, BCG, whatever it is. And you want to do work for this important client. You've never done work for them before. And the client says, look, if you lower your fees, you get an opportunity to work for us and you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Now, I know how the thinking goes. The thinking goes, let's lower our fee, prove what we're worth, and then we'll get more work at a higher fee later. Let me tell you something. Let me give you the facts of life. You're never going to raise your fees. It's that simple. If you go in at a certain rate, let's say it's $100 an hour per person, in the future, you'll have to lower your fees even more. Because the client will tell you, look, we're giving you even more work. We deserve a bigger discount. So if your strategy is to show the client you're willing to lower your fees, to raise your fees in the future, that's a dumb strategy. It's like getting into a relationship, allowing the person to beat you silly with the hopes that when they marry you and the love blossoms, they'll stop beating you. It actually doesn't work, right? Decades of domestic abuse data shows that's not how it works. It actually gets worse. So what we've done is, how do we handle that situation? Because the clients come to us and said, you know what? If you lower your fees, we'll give it to you. Now, there's a couple of things you've got to read into this. If we lower our fees, which means that they don't think our brand is as strong as the other firms. They think that, look, we like you, but you're not worth the other firm's fees. So we'll give it to you, but only if you charge less. So for whatever reason, they think we can do the work, but they don't think we're as good as the other firms. Right? So they want us to pay... They want, to, they want us to charge less for it. So I don't lower fees. 
period. I had never lowered fees. When I was in, with the firm and a partner, I was notorious for charging clients an arm and a leg. I do recall the managing director once using one of my proposals in a meeting saying, why don't you be more like these guys? You know what? They do amazing work and they charge a premium for it. Now, there are obviously negatives with that as well. But my point is that I don't lower fees if I believe we're adding value. So how do you handle that situation? Well, this is what we did. We told the client, look, we really believe in the quality of the work we do. So we don't lower fees. It's a policy we have. It applies to every client because if we lower our fees, we find it difficult to invest in new concepts, which means over time we find it difficult to serve you. Now, that said, we do understand the position you're in. If you are not in a position to pay us the full fee, we still can do the work, but we're happy to guide you for free. We will guide you for free. We will help you think this through. Um, uh, we will help you kind of be your guide if you have to hire another firm, but we can't lower our fees. Now, let me tell you, what do you think happens in that situation? Well, sometimes they hire another client, in the, hire another firm. In this particular case in China, they hired another firm. But we don't damage the relationship. In fact, the relationship is only strengthened because we have principles. We are not going to cut our fees, period. The only time firms consulting will cut his fees, well, I don't think there's going to be a time. We're not cutting our fees, right? Because we know what quality you bring. For those of you who watch how we do the studies, the lab study, the public sector strategy study for the power company, you've seen the effort we put in, right? It's enormous. The thinking, the logic, the quality... We don't just do anything. We know that this is our priority and joy. We get up in the morning, we think about this work, we want to create an impact in the world, we want to do something amazing. We want to do something amazing with clients. We don't just do it because we're going to get paid. Hell, there are easier ways for me to get paid than doing this, right? But I love doing this. So, the clients, even in, even in this case where the client hired another firm, we don't want to hurt the, the relationships. So we say, look, we'll guide you, we'll work with you, we'll make sure that you're getting the most value from this. And what happens? We build an even better relationship with the client, right? We're going to build a relationship anyway. We build a relationship and we end up getting more and more work with them. So don't compete on price. If a client says, look, we'll give you the work if you can give us a lower fee, just don't take it. I know how it works. I've been there. You take it, you celebrate it across the organization that you beat Whoever your rival is, let's say you're, you're Deloitte and your rival is Accenture, you'll say you beat Accenture. Let's assume you're at McKinsey and your rival is BCG, you'll say you beat BCG. But you haven't actually beat them. You've actually taken on a liability. Because the low fees means you cannot invest in new research, new ideas, new IP, and you're just killing yourself in the long term, right? So don't do it. But don't alienate the client. Don't get angry with the client. Don't say, well, you know, we're not worth this. We don't want to work with you. You don't understand our value. Don't ever do that. And I always insist with people that don't alienate the client. This is what the client wants, and that's okay. The client doesn't see our value, that's okay. In time, they'll come along. So we continue working with the client, seeing what the other firms are doing. The client sees our thinking, how we're analyzing things, how we're seeing viewpoints that they haven't considered, that the other firm hadn't considered. You know what happens? After a while, the firm comes back and says, you know what, you guys are adding so much value that we wanted to consider maybe bringing you guys on full time to manage the management structure of the study. So the other firm will report to you. And that's exactly what happened on this Chinese project. Took us a long time, but we did. So we don't negotiate on fees. Of course, we're a boutique firm, so we can, you know, 
push our weight around a little bit because if we're a big firm with a thousand mouths to feed, it may be different. But even then, I would say don't have a thousand mouths to feed if you have principles. The other point I want to make about building client relationships is about this concept of a bidding for work. You know we don't bid for work, right? Well, it's not true. We bid for work only for public sector or state-owned enterprises. Why? Why do we do that? Well, if you're a state-owned enterprise, there is legislation in place in Congress or Parliament or whatever structure you have in your country which says that purchases or procurement for state-owned enterprises must go through a competitive bidding process. The law says that. That is why we do that. That is why for the public sector strategy project, we went through the public bidding process. It's the law. If you are a private company like General Electric, like Ford or something, then it's different. If you want us to bid, what do you think would happen? We won't. Even if someone tells us, you know what, this is the policy we have in place, this is our governance structure, that's different. It's a policy you created. It's a policy you can remove, right? So, when, whenever we're dealing with a public client, well, not a public, a private sector client, we will never, ever go through a bidding process. If you don't see the value, that's okay. We understand that. Um, you know, we understand that maybe we didn't communicate it well. We'd still like to have a conversation with you. In fact, we'd like to maybe help you uh, think through and manage this project that you're going to have to another firm. It's just like the other one, right? Do you notice the similarities when we didn't want to lower our fees? They gave it to someone else. We stayed in. We got something bigger here. Okay, give it to someone else, but we'd like to maintain in contact with them, maybe help you think this through. They liked us. They just want us to go to the bidding process. We're saying we don't do it, but we don't dislike the client. So we'll work with them, basically guiding them through. It's a process that has never failed for us. So when you are planning your own sales process and you are bidding, if you go through a process of lowering rates, never lower rates, but don't alienate the client. If you don't go through a bidding process, I don't think every firm goes through a bidding process. We are unusual because I don't like bidding. I don't like sitting there like I'm at you know Sotheby's and lifting up a paddle to bid on a painting. It's not my thing. It also costs a lot of time, effort, and money to bid, and it's a wasteful process. I don't like it. But maybe the most important lesson here is that even if a client doesn't want to work with you, it's not that they don't want to work with you. Maybe they still don't understand the value. And you can still show them the value even if another firm comes in. We do this all the time, but we don't break our rules. We don't lower prices, and we don't bid for private sector work. Period. But it doesn't hurt us. There have been times, you know, we were busy trying to get something in China. Eventually we got it, but we're still structuring the border project. It took us forever, right? We lost initially. Both the relationship and eventually came in. I'll talk more about that project later. But if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to post them here and I'll respond.